You're listening to Collective Practice, a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs who dare to dream, create, and grow your business. I'm Lauren Spaulding, marriage and family therapist and business consultant. I'm on a mission to create abundant success for those in the helping profession who strive to tear down barriers around mental wellness and create healing opportunities for all. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Let's jump right in. Hello, you bright and beautiful ray of sunshine. Welcome back to the Collective Practice Podcast. I'm Lauren Spaulding, and this is a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs, where we talk all things business, clinical, and managing our own mental health. Today, I want to talk about a bad habit you may have that's actually costing you a lot of money, and that is having bad time boundaries in your private practice. Now, time boundaries are all about having balance in your day, that you are putting aside enough time for everything that you do, that you're setting realistic time frames for expectations, tasks, what have you. It's respecting and valuing your time in a way that allows for all areas of your life or all areas of your business to feel balanced and for the most part equal in terms of prioritization. Now I want to walk you through a few areas of private practice that are worth assessing your time boundaries around and I want you to notice if you engage in porous or rigid time boundaries around these different areas of your business. The first time boundary that I want you to think about is your time boundaries around administrative work particularly communication with clients and potential clients. So when you have porous boundaries in this area, you are checking your email and voicemail and and responding to people at every moment that you have free time throughout your day, and you might find yourself checking voicemail and email during off hours. You also might notice that you're spending a lot of time just to reply to one email or one voicemail, and that's sucking out a lot of time in your day. Another behavior that might ping you to know you have porous time boundaries in this area is that you aren't setting realistic expectations for clients or potential clients, that people are expressing frustration or a lack of understanding when you take more than a day to reply to something, or they are expecting to be able to have constant communication with you in between sessions. So you're setting this unrealistic expectation of what is appropriate to talk about through email or voicemail versus in session. Now, oftentimes when we're engaging in porous time boundaries here, it's because we have a fear of losing clients that we feel like if we're not constantly providing our availability or our time to them when they need it, then they're going to leave and seek services elsewhere. Or we're struggling with the fear of not gaining clients. If we don't call back those potential clients right away and get them on our calendar, then we're never going to fill up our calendar. Now, here's the danger of these porous boundaries. First, if you're constantly checking your email and voicemail throughout the day, you are likely ignoring and neglecting other areas of your business that need focus as well. 
For example, you're not making any time for big picture tasks that are going to allow your business to grow. You're not dedicating any time to learning more about business and growth and scaling your business and building wealth and things that are going to, in the long run, be really healthy for your private practice. You're also not respecting your downtime. If you're checking email and voicemail when you are off hours, then you are going to set yourself up for burnout, which is going to lead to lower quality of care for your clients and struggling in your own mental health as a clinician. So you think that you're providing quality of service to your clients by constantly replying quickly, checking your email day in and day out, no matter what, but you are actually causing strain on your business and on your relationship with your clients. Now, when you think about other professions like lawyers, they aren't just billing their clients for the time that they come in and talk with them. They bill them for all of the administrative tasks in between. And so you need to think about your hourly rate in the same way. You're not just billing them for that one-on-one -on -one time in your session, but you're also billing for the time it takes to do notes, if they need resources that you're researching, the time that you go out and train to be a better therapist for them, and you're billing for any communication in between. And that's going to help you to be a lot more mindful of that communication in between. That email and voicemail are not an extension of therapy. That big conversations about hard days or realizations or aha moments are saved for that one-on-one -on -one time with you. And that email and voicemail should be limited to billing and scheduling and other logistical tasks. When you're setting that expectation for the client, you are doing yourself a service to honor that hourly rate and what that hourly rate means. And you are not actually paying yourself less based on how much time you're committing to just one client. Now, the danger of feeling pressure to call someone back immediately or reply immediately when they are a potential client is that that often leads to a snowball effect where you are also pressuring yourself to get that person on your calendar no matter what. So you're not assessing as much for your ideal client. You're not making sure as, as much that they're an ideal fit for you because subconsciously you have put a fear-based behavior in place versus an abundance-based behavior. And so when I give myself time to wait and call someone back to make sure I have adequate time to schedule a call with them, I'm actually going to be using that initial phone call very well and very intentionally to make sure this person is a right fit. So I'm not going to just fill up my calendar, but I'm going to fill my calendar with a schedule that makes me feel motivated to work, that feels great because everyone's such a great fit for me, and I'm struggling a lot less with imposter syndrome. I'm not feeling pressure like I have to get trained in everything so that I can serve every single person, and I'm less prone to burnout. Now, on the other side of the pendulum is rigid boundaries around administrative work. So when we have rigid boundaries around administrative work, which means we're not dedicating as much time to the, those administrative tasks, we find ourselves not emailing people back, not returning voicemails, maybe not dedicating as much time to treatment planning and note-taking as we should. And so in that case, that is often a reaction to porous boundaries in other areas. 
For example, if you're not ending sessions on time, so you're not dedicating enough time for notes, that rigidity of, I don't have time for notes, I'm going to put them on the wayside, is because there's a porous boundary around that clinical hour. If we're not returning emails or voicemails, it's often because our day is overstuffed and we don't have any time to do more than come in, see our clients, and leave. And maybe our personal life is busy, like maybe we have young children at home or we have dependents or there's life happening. So we're not creating enough time and creating balance in our workday that we're having to have these rigid boundaries around administrative tasks because we just don't feel like we have enough hours in the day. And of course, the danger with that is that you're going to get way behind on notes and treatment planning. That's going to pile up feel very overwhelming, and it's going to affect the quality of care and the quality of your note-taking, which we all know could be very dangerous if we were to be audited for any reason or if we were to experience a board complaint, so on and so forth. Another danger to having rigid boundaries around admin and not dedicating enough time to it is that we could be creating a false idea of who we are. Even if my calendar is full, if I'm not returning calls or replying to an email to let someone know, hey, thanks for reaching out, sorry, but at this time I'm not taking new clients, that person is going to be communicating to other people, I called this therapist and she didn't even take the time to reply. And so in your head, you're thinking, I just don't have enough time, my calendar's full, so why should I reply anyway? But you could be potentially tainting your reputation as a therapist and blocking future referrals and future rapport that you need when you have clients terminate or graduate from therapy with you. The second time boundary that I want you to assess is session time. So I kind of hinted at that in the first one. Do you have porous boundaries around that 50 minute time with your clients or do you have rigid boundaries around it? Porous boundaries would be that you're constantly going over your sessions or you're starting sessions late. And rigid boundaries would be that you start exactly on time. If the client's not there, you're not going over, you're ending at that 50 minute mark and they do not have a choice of that at all. And so either of those are too extreme for what you are trying to communicate to your clients, which is quality of care. So with porous boundaries, the idea behind it is, again, that fear of not doing enough for your client. So you're feeling like, well, if you're running late, then you have to go over time. Or if you can't wrap up the session, then it's fine. You'll go to the full hour. And you might even find sometimes you go over 60 minutes and that impacts the rest of your day. All of your sessions after that are going to have to start late and then they're going to have to end late. And the more that you go over that 50 minute mark, the more you're pushing your calendar back. And what you're actually communicating here is an unhealthy dynamic with your clients. You're not showing them that their time with you is valued. So if you have a more of a healthy boundary where you're starting on time or you're not more than five minutes late and it's pretty rare for you to be late, you're communicating that you really respect the time that they took out of their day to use their lunch break for session or to come to your office after a long day at work or to make time for themselves in their busy calendar. And so for you to not start on time is actually subconsciously communicating lack of valuing your client's time. If you constantly go over that 50 minute mark, 
or even that 60 minute hour, you are again communicating that you're not valuing other clients' time. And while you're thinking that you're building good rapport or doing a good service to this current client in your office who's getting more time with you, you are causing a ripple effect that's actually really negative for your clients. You are also setting expectation to this client in your office that they can go over, that they're an exception to this rule, that they don't have to be mindful of their time. And that's not fair to you or your other clients. That's going to express it. That's going to impact your administrative tasks. That's going to impact your rapport building with other clients. And that's going to overall impact your mental health that day. To have your calendar be pushed back constantly causes anxiety, causes distress, and causes you to feel really wiped out at the end of the day. So by communicating a porous boundary, you're actually doing a disservice to yourself in the long run because quality of care is going to go down. So in the future, when you are reevaluating sliding scale, when you are raising your rates, when you're doing anything around increasing wealth in your business, you are creating these subconscious humps. But if your client is feeling very respected and very valued in their time, then when you are pushing value of money and saying, you know, I'm now raising rates, they are more likely to be completely fine with that because they feel very valued and respected in your practice with that healthy time boundary around their sessions. Now on the other side, having a rigid time boundary where session starts on time, no other choice, and if you're late, it ends at that 15-minute mark, no way I'm going over, um, or if you're wrapping up the session before the client is showing signs of being ready to wrap up, then you are not communicating the relational aspect of our job, and you might be causing stress in your clients who aren't feeling cared for in those moments. Again, we're creating realistic expectation of sessions. We're creating healthy boundary, which is that the majority of time your session is 50 minutes, but by communicating that you are flexible and that you recognize that some sessions are an exception to that rule, you are communicating that relational piece, that you're not a robot, you don't expect your clients to be either, and you understand that having a appropriate wrap-up of the session, putting enough time aside at the end of session to regulate if needed, or putting enough time aside to schedule the next session if it's important to the client to schedule before they end, all of that is demonstrating respect and value to your client and your own time. We know that this is really valuable in terms of people feeling safe in an environment. I feel safe when I have fences around me. I don't feel safe when I have brick walls around me or when I have a lack of boundary around me. And so we want to find that balance of being really mindful and getting in the habit of keeping our sessions within that window and then being okay with making the exception from time to time when it's needed. Not from client to client though. It shouldn't be that one client always gets 60 minute sessions while everyone else is ending at the 50 minute mark. That needs to be a conversation of boundaries consistently getting crossed. How do we need to adjust our, our time to fit that 50 minute window? And so it's again, not exception based on client to client. That's 
disrespecting other clients' time. Um, but it's exception based on week to week, session to session. You know, you're not going to be so rigid that the person doesn't feel cared for or doesn't feel listened to. And having healthy boundaries around that clinical time is also caring for yourself. It's giving you that 10 minute break to unwind from one session and get ready for the next one, which is going to allow you to have better quality of care. You have this mental transition time to come out of one person's story and their goals and be present for the next person. It's also giving yourself time for your biological needs. You might have had your stomach growling in the session, so you need to grab a quick snack. Maybe your mouth was getting super dry, so you need some water, or maybe you need to go to the bathroom. So caring for yourself as well by ending on time and giving yourself that transition period is going to be really healthy for your mental health as a therapist in the long run. Another time boundary worth assessing is how many clients you're fitting into one day. If you're over committing your days, if you are not giving yourself lunch breaks, if you're ending way late in the day or starting way early, you are creating an imbalance that's not sustainable. And sometimes that is because we think we need to cater to our clients' availability. So say your Monday is full, but then someone's like, oh, like looking at next week, I need to meet you on Monday. We feel like we have to accommodate that. When the reality is, if someone is prioritizing their mental health, just like they prioritize doctor's appointments, they're going to adjust to your availability. And you don't need to be afraid of saying, Monday's actually full. Here's my availability for the other days of that week. By setting that expectation with your clients, you are creating a sustainable calendar in the long run. So having days that are very imbalanced where Monday's overstuffed, Tuesday only has two clients, Wednesday's a bit more balanced, Thursday's overstuffed, you're not creating a good rhythm for yourself and that's going to really impact your sustainability as a therapist, that's going to impact quality of care, that's going to impact your own mental health. Now, on the other side, having that rigid boundary where you're like, nope, I work eight to three and there's no exceptions can sometimes hurt your business. If you have someone who's asking for an exception for a specific reason, you want to make sure that you have that flexibility and that that's okay. Being flexible with the timeframes that you set for yourself of when you see clients is just as important as not being so porous that you don't have any timeframes whatsoever or you don't cap your days. It's very important to recognize your energy levels and to notice when I see X amount of clients, the quality of care goes down or I feel a lot more exhausted or I struggle more with prioritizing rest and having intentional downtime for myself. So for some people, that's more than four clients a day. For others, that's more than six clients a day. Everyone's different. But if we're telling our clients to listen to their bodies, to trust their gut and their instinct, and to respect and value themselves, we need to be doing that as well when we're thinking about our workday. Finding that balance, finding that harmony where you're respecting your energy, you're respecting your time, is going to help you be a sustainable business owner and always provide quality of care because you are showing up with good energy, you're not feeling exhausted, and you're feeling respected and valued as you meet with your clients. And the last time boundary that I want you to assess is time boundaries around sliding scale clients. Do you have porous time boundaries where there's no 
check-in or expectation set when you take on a sliding scale client where when they call to get on your calendar, you just say, okay, yeah, I'll slide to 70. That's their rate and it's just open-ended. Or do you have rigid time boundaries where you have specific amount of sessions or a specific amount of time that you offer someone sliding scale? And then once they reach that point, like six sessions or four months, their rate increases no matter what. So having the poorest boundary where you're not setting up any expectation in the beginning is tempting because it feels a little bit taboo to talk about money or maybe you are in the process of filling up your calendar so you feel like taking on a client feels worth it versus not getting that client at all. So you're committing to that lower price point and then you're just getting yourself going, you know, time to start doing therapy and you're not really thinking about how that sliding scale client is going to impact you in the long run. You're focused more on short-term goals versus long-term goals. On the other side, having a rigid boundary where you say, okay, I offer six sessions at sliding scale and after that you're at my full rate. Or I'll give you this uh, rate for the first three months and then at that three month you have to increase rate. That feels tempting because you're like, oh yeah, that's valuing my worth, that's setting the expectation right away and that's allowing for my income to continuously increase. Now, the danger of the poorest boundary is that it's going to make talking about money with your clients in the future very uncomfortable, and it's going to impact your confidence around raising your rates in the future. So by setting no expectation, you're actually setting yourself up for fear of failure a lot easier in the future when you're noticing that a sliding scale client should be paying more. You are also potentially setting yourself up for losing that client because you didn't mention anything about the rate increasing. If a year from now you say, all right, you were at 70, but I'm going to go ahead and bump you up to 90, that client might be like, oh, okay. And then just not come back to therapy because it wasn't set up for them to expect that in treatment. A lot of times our clients don't really know what to expect for therapy. So by us not communicating with them, we're doing a hindrance to their treatment and to their level of care. Now, the danger of the rigid boundary is again, you're taking out that relational aspect of the job and your clients may not feel cared for or heard if they're still in financial strain, but you are saying, well, rates are increasing, You're part, you've agreed to that, that's what's happening. And so there is a balance when you think about sliding scale. You should have an expectation set, whatever that is, whether it's a number of sessions or a time frame where you are going to be checking in with your clients. And that check-in doesn't necessarily mean a rate increase, but it is heavily implied. And so what I mean by that is that this client understands that you are going to consider extenuating circumstances, but it's extenuating circumstances, not just that they want to continue to pay what they're paying. Because now that they've worked with you, they are seeing the value in what you do. They are seeing the impact of therapy on their life. So if they came in at a really low rate, say like 40 bucks a session, and you want to bump them up to 50, they are able to now recognize that it is worth that $10 more 
versus when they first met with you, they had no idea what to expect from therapy with you. They now have buy-in and they have not only contributed their money towards their mental health, but also their time and they're seeing the value in that. And so by you communicating value and saying, I'm so glad this is working for you and I'm valuing myself by increasing fees, you are communicating that quality of care equals a certain price point and they, as your clients, should be respecting that. And if you're interested in exploring this more, throw me a comment, shoot me a DM, let's have a chat, let's be in conversation because I want to support you as you assess your time boundaries and how you can lean into healthy time boundaries for your business and for yourself as a therapist. Thanks so much for spending time with me today and I will see you in the next one. Bye. As we wind down from this episode, take a moment to reflect on your key takeaways. How can you care for your business and yourself this week? Don't forget, you are awesome and worthy of a hugely successful career. I hope to help you and support you along the way. I'll see you in the Collective Practice Facebook group and in the masterclass. Visit laurenspaulding.co for more details. Talk to you soon, friend.